0: I'm Kyle Northcutt. Welcome to the Kids Learn Career Show. Each week, I ask a different person about their job so you can know what your options are out in the world. My guest today is Jen Agar- Agartois, CEO of GoNimbly. Jen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kyle. Excited to be here. Thanks for being here. First off, can you tell me what GoNimbly is and what it's like to be the CEO?
1: Totally. So GoNimbly is a consulting company. So in the simplest explanation of that, it means that we help other companies solve big, hard problems. So for me, when I'm at my best, as CEO, that means I can unlock other people's potential and I can get everybody prioritizing the right things and rallying around the same vision.
0: Cool. So what kinds of things do you actually do day to day at work?
1: Yeah, so. Thinking about this one, I think there's there's two things, right? Like there's different challenges and, and different things that happen every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problems that we're solving are different every quarter. But there's things that I do every single week. So every Monday, I have an all-hands call. And every Friday, I have an all-hands call where mm-hmm. everybody from the company attends. On Mondays, we might give updates. We might do some short trainings. And on Fridays, we do a retrospective. So we do what's called WLC. We talk about a win, a learn, and a change just make sure that we're always getting better.
0: Oh, that seems like a lot of t- lot to do.
1: Yeah, it's a good amount of meetings. There's also roadmap mm-hmm. meetings. There's meetings to check on initiatives. There's one-on-ones. Sometimes we even meet as a leadership team off-site. Um, mm-hmm. We actually were in your neck of the woods. We did an off-site in Breckenridge not too long ago, and um, you know, all those meetings are to make sure that we're keeping aligned and keeping the work going.
0: Cool. So when did you first know you wanted to do this kind of work? I don't think I
1: ever had my sights set on being CEO. That wasn't it wasn't the goal for me to, um, to be a CEO, but I always knew I wanted to try consulting. I was an entrepreneur from pretty early on. I had a little jewelry company. Uh, I started a lot of teams. I've made card games. Um, but for me, I was kind of following in my mom's footsteps. She works at a big company called McKinsey, which is one of the biggest consulting companies. And that always intrigued me, the ability to do work that's always changing because every company's got a different problem.
0: Well, that's a great story. So did you do anything else before this? And can you tell us a bit more about the path you took to get here? Yeah. So it's funny. I mentioned that I did have a little
1: jewelry designing company Mm -hmm. when I was young. I started that maybe when I was about 13 years old. And I sold jewelry at different stores in my hometown. I had a little website and I thought that's what I wanted to do. And so my first job out of school was at a jewelry company, at a jewelry designer. And what I noticed is that instead of designing jewelry, I started designing processes. So I put together a list of their, all of their um, customers and I started doing emails and I started doing promotion and I realized that I was much more interested in sales and marketing and process than I actually was in jewelry design, which is what made me pivot.
0: Wow. So what do you like most and least about being the CEO of Gun Nindley? I think the
1: most that I like is being able to work on lots of different things. I have that very much in my spirit is that I, I like to work on multiple things at once. And then I think the least thing I like, especially being in in a consulting role, I think not necessarily about CEO, is that anybody that's thinking about getting into consulting, a lot of times until you're very comfortable in the role, you always have to feel like you're on. So it might feel like you have to always be at your best. It's not a very forgiving job in that way. And I think that that was what was really hard for me about consulting at the beginning. Once you break that and gain your confidence, um, then it can feel really good.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Now a word from our sponsor. Looking for a way to start making some good money this summer? Start a neighborhood recycling business, picking up extra plastics that can't go in your curbside recycling bin, but can be recycled at multiple locations throughout your city. I started doing this over a year ago and make about $150 a month for about an hour's worth of work. I don't know about you, but that's way more than my normal allowance. I even teamed up with my Good from Micah and created a course that teaches you exactly how to create a business like this yourself. Check out kidsgreenteam.com for more information. Okay, let's get back to the show. What level of education do you have? Was that required for your job? I don't think you need
1: a um, degree for a lot of the work out there that requires a degree, but I do have an undergraduate degree. I went to a school called UNC in North Carolina. And um, I do think that you know university is worthwhile. There's a lot that you can learn, there's a lot you can mature, uh, but the experience that you need for consulting, I think you can gain in a lot of different places.
0: Wow. Um, did you enjoy getting your degrees?
1: Yeah, I really liked UNC. It's a, a beautiful university. I specifically did the last two years at Keenan Flagler, which is their business school. We did a lot of group projects and I really enjoyed that. Did a lot of, um, they had a, an entrepreneur uh, track where you got to do a lot of case studies and competitions and I really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, that definitely sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. So how much money would someone starting out in your field expect to make, and what's the long-term income potential?
1: If you start out as a consultant in the U.S. after school, maybe sixty dollars to $90,000 a year. Um, so it's a pretty high salary right off the bat, uh, depending on you know how your grades were, what kind of school you went to, and what, um, what consulting company you go into. And then from there, you can go up. I would say a, a mid-level breaks $100,000 pretty quickly.
0: Oh well, that's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. So, how much free time do you have? Like, do you work a traditional forty-hour work week, more or less?
1: It's fairly traditional in the sense that all my meetings are nine to five, um, mm-hmm. but I have a a different relationship with work. I think about it as much more flexible, and i I don't like to think about you know my job at nine ends at five. So I'll take breaks during the day. Yesterday I went to go play tennis in the middle of the day when I didn't have a meeting, but then I might work late. So. On a good week, I might work 40 hours. Sometimes I'm actually really excited about work and I work more. And some weeks, if they're slower, I can work a little less. But I would say I'm around the 40 to 50 hour mark.
0: That that sounds like a good balance. Yeah. Yeah. So what advice do you have for young people considering what you do for their job? If you are thinking about
1: consulting in general, I actually think that's a really great way to see how lots of companies do business. It's a really good crash course. And I think that if you're thinking about running a company, if you're thinking about being CEO, consulting is also a really great uh, way to be kind of a generalist, see how many companies do it, because most executives, most people that end up in a C-level role, they have a little bit of that generalist mindset because your problems are always going to be changing. So it's good to know how to solve problems and have seen it before.
0: Thanks for sharing that. That's good advice. So this one is borrowed from Tim Ferriss, best-selling author and one of the top podcasters in the world. What is one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made?
1: So interesting. Um, For me, I went, uh, I'm not big investing in money. I've got a little bit of Mm -hmm. some stocks and I always max out my 401k and all that good stuff. But I think I'll take investment in time and read, you know, read even the boring business books. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how many times I've tried to solve a problem that somebody already had and had written a book about it. And then the second piece of advice is reach out to people you admire. You'll be surprised how many people are willing to just give you their advice and sit down with you for half an hour and help
0: you either solve a problem or get advice about anything that's on your mind. Well, that, that seems, well, I, I think that some, seems a lot like my podcast, like, yeah, yeah. I, I really like doing this. So yeah, also, and I'm, sure
1: yeah. You've, I'm sure you've reached out to people that, I mean, I've seen the people you have on your podcast, right. And all you had to mm-hmm. do is ask. So yeah. people are very generous with their time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially to kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So was there a time in your life where you felt like you completely failed at something, but it ended up helping later on in life? When I
1: first started work, I was very much in this mindset of I had to be really great. I was very competitive. Mm -hmm. And so I was uh, what some people call an individual contributor. So I was succeeding at work. I was doing really well. I was getting promoted, but I wasn't really thinking about my, uh, my peers or raising other people around me. And I realized that actually that was a really important skill if I was ever going to build teams and that had to be a huge flip. And now it's one of the primary things I care about is I'm blocking others and and creating a team that works well together.
0: Yeah, that seems like a good way to run things. Yeah. Yeah. So is there a person in your life, like a parent, grandparent, teacher, coach, or a mentor that made a huge impact on you? If so, in what way? And would you like to give that person a quick shout out?
1: Yeah, I'll do two. One, I think a big shout out to my therapist. I started therapy maybe five years ago, and I know that sometimes that can feel really intense, but we just one hour a week talk about what happened you know, the week prior, what I'm thinking about. I get advice, and it's from somebody that truly has no other goal than to help you, and they've had training on how to do that, and that's been really wonderful. I only started uh, a few years ago. And then the second shout out I'll do is my colleague, Nikki Mitchell. She is um, a delivery director at our business. And what I find is that she really teaches me to think longer term about a user. So she's very, very good about thinking about a problem and then thinking about how that, you know, the user, whoever is facing that problem, might feel or what they might do if you change different variables. And I've found that she's made me smarter by
0: asking really great questions. It's great. I hope in, I hope they listen to the episode and get to hear that. I will send it to them. Okay. Thank, thanks. <laughs> so knowing what you know now, would you have done anything differently growing up?
1: I think um, I would start more initiatives. So I had lots of ideas as a kid and I didn't always do them. So I would give anybody advice to take a risk. If you've got a fun band or a charity or a small business, don't hold back and do it. Um, It can feel like it's really hard or it can feel like it's really big, but I always think to myself, like, what's the next, the next best thing that you can do? What's the next best move? And you can start a lot of great initiatives that way.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. Thanks. So what's the best advice you have for young people who want to be successful in life and in their work? So I think that, you know, this, this podcast
1: is obviously about careers, but the advice that I would have is that relationships and happiness is not just about having a really great job. There's, you know, the relationship you have with work is really important. The relationship you have with people around you is really important and the relationship that you have with yourself. And if you don't have a good one in all three, you're not going to feel happy or successful. So don't let any one of those be more important than the other. You have to really think about your relationship with yourself, others, and work as um, all being equally important.
0: Yeah, that's good advice. Thanks for sharing that. Of course. Awesome. Thanks, Jen. Now it's time for the joke of the day. Where do school kittens go to, go, go to on field trips? Ooh, I love kittens, but
1: I don't know the answer to this one.
0: The meowsy <laughs> Thanks again for joining us on the Kids Learn Career Show. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and tell your friends. See you next time.